Big screen. If you're not being used, you are useless. So normally, when you go on vacation, you bring back some trinkets. Just bring it back full blown. This older generation, they want us to go through the same they went through. I stand out business everywhere I go. Big screen. Welcome back to another episode of the Burrow Sound. It's been a minute since we kicked it, but we are back at it like a crack addict. Jeez. It's your boy DJ Czar. You know what I'm saying? You might have seen me on We Love Hip Hop, you know what I'm saying? Make, making some moves, you know, but we still got to do this Burrow Sound stuff. Uh, and I am blessed and happy to have my homie, one of the biggest DJs in the city. Tell him. One of the biggest TikTok influencers in the city. Talk about it. You got grills. Tell him. Um, some controversies. Opinionated. Talk about it. Bare opinions. <laughs> uh, mashups, remixes. It's the homie DJ Natural Wave in the building. Even more than that, billboards in the city. If you drive around, you could see me. Big screen. Big screen. Catch me on my show. You know what I mean? BET Plus. Big screen. Oh my goodness. I didn't know you were going to. I had to lower your gain on the mic, bro. This is wild. My fault. My fault. No, no, that's light. No, man, yell. You better yell, bro, because you got a lot to yell about, bro. Bro, I feel like these days, like, (laughs) there's so much bullshit. Oh, my goodness. You have to put it on the big screen. This guy is sick, and I'm not talking about (laughs) HIV. You know what I'm saying? But he's sick. That's going around the dance hall community right now. Be safe. What's going on with that, bro? Does that mean just like bare dance hall DJs are like on the lows? Or is it just like, like what's happening with that? Enough of them be going to Atlanta too much, you know, dog. I heard Atlanta is the capital city for just STDs in general. Niggas be going to Atlanta and they... You know, normally when you go on vacation, you bring back some trinkets. You know, like you bring back like a keychain. So these niggas just bring it back full blown STDs. And it's not even a type of STD like that's manageable. Like HIV is like your immune system's that, attacking you. That's crazy, my nigga. That's like these guys think they're celebrities. They think they're Usher. They think they're NBA young boy. They think, oh, I can catch a thing and I'm still going to get the guilt. It doesn't work like that, broski. Once you have something, you have to disclose it to whoever you are partnering with. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck did them? Mm. She like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's actually wild, bro. I think another thing that's wild, and I've always, I've always respected this about you. Sometimes, if you guys follow DJ Natural, he got, he got stories. He got, he got, sometimes he, he might say his opinion on a story, right? And recently, this guy went at supposedly like an OG in the scene. I'm not really in the dance hall scene. But uh, a guy by the name of King Turbo Sound. Let me pull this up right here. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny because it's not even just a guy. It's actually a collective of people. Oh, it's a group. Yeah, it's a group. Oh, so there's not one King Turbo. Or is there a guy named Turbo and he's the king? What's going on with that? There's basically, it's like Ricky Turbo and Slingshot. Okay. They founded it. Okay. They created it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then along the way, Specs came. Okay. And then Specs was a part of it. They have other members as well. Okay. That they're not even worth mentioning, to be honest, because their contributions. I'm, not, I'm like, no dissing, but like their contributions, you know what I mean? There's so many people, but like there are people who do management and shit. Like, man, like Sessdown, I was big up Sessdown. He's sick. Jamming, you know what I mean? All those people, but. Okay. So let me give you my outsider perspective on what happened. Then you can tell me your side of it. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. So, you know, natural usually 
you like to diss the older heads about their lack of social media savviness because you <laughs> like I don't know it's not just them like I think in general just like and especially older dancehall DJs it's not the first time you went at them but then King Turbo Sound they posted saying yo guys like we're going to go on live and like we're going to talk about the One Love movie the new Bob Marley movie <laughs> and we might play some tunes right <laughs> and then Natural Natural like quotes it I guess and adds his two cents saying, okay, this is what you said. You said, these guys be going live for 15 people and say they are the most relevant sound. I guess he said sound crew in the city. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so pretty much saying that their social media presence is lacking. That's fine, you know. And, you know, this is not the first time you've gone at these older heads. But then these guys, King Turbo Sound screenshotted your story yeah and then said like pretty much went in on you and then a lot of their their followers and their fans were kind of riding for them kind as of, they should as, as they, they should you know that's what i expected dissing tiktok djs dissing you as a dj dissing you as a human being uh, <laughs> and uh i noticed you know you had your comments up on there but then you, you removed it still like yo the thing is i didn't remove it oh they were oh you got oh you got blocked i got blocked so anything that i said it got removed Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just there looking like a poster wall now. And yeah, I was like, where's the responses, bro? People are messaging me like, yo, broski, you have to stand on business. Why are you moving your comments? I'm like, dog, it wasn't me, bro. You, know, I stand on business everywhere I go, nigga. I don't give a fuck what's going on, broski. So like, when I seen that, I'm like, okay, these guys are on some bitchy. Like, y'all are supposed to be OGs. I'm trying to have a conversation about music. I'm yeah. not dissing mans personally. There's so much personal digs I could take at these niggas, but I'm not even that kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I could just look at your career and, like, just cook you that way. You know what I mean? So that's just the approach I'm taking it. I'm like, yo, I have a music platform. Y'all are supposed to be the top tier sound of Canada. So why are you not, like, why are you above critique? How come nobody could say that? That's like LeBron James saying, I don't want anybody to discuss the game I just had, even though I only scored 10 points. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, nigga, if you underperform, we're going to call it out as okay. fans. That That's fair. But naturally, you have to admit, okay, you, you also know these guys, right? You know them personally. Yeah. Okay. So you know me personally. Yeah. Say I made like a, a post saying like, yo, bro, sound, we about to go live. And then you on your story go, how's this guy a podcast? <laughs> he only got 15 viewers. You're supposed to be the best podcast in the city, which is a fair critique. But, like, you know me, too, right? So it's kind of like if you wanted to educate them on, like, I guess being social media savvy, that could be, like, a DM. But at the same time, I noticed that you kind of enjoy being outspoken and almost, like, playing the villain role because it kind of, like, in a way, like, yo, you, you gave them a very high engagement post considering that most of their posts get, like, maybe 10, 20, 30 likes, but this guy got, like, a, a good 85 with yours, you know what I'm saying? So, like, wh why did you choose... Why do you choose to go about about it in like a aggressive or offensive way if your goal is to like elevate them? You know what I'm saying? Breaking news. Exclusive. I used to DJ with King Turbo okay. when I was 18 years old. Okay. I was on the sound crew, broski. So you were part of King Turbo Sound at one point. And when I needed help, when I needed to reach out to mans, I couldn't get that lead. I couldn't get that fucking Bro, anytime I ever tried to reach out to these niggas, it was always shut down. Hmm. Shout out Sesdan, shout out Jammin. Those are the only mads I kept it real. Slingshot a little bit. But Specs, 
Specs is literally the grimiest nigga in this fucking industry, broski. Holy. I don't know who's worse, Specs or White Boy, broski. Like, if you look at the way they move, they're actually slithering snakes, fam. Like, but what I, makes them like slithering snakes? Like, are they just like undercutting in terms of paying, or is it like a performance? Nah, thing? it wasn't a pay thing. But you have to remember, I'm 18 years old. These niggas are 30, 40, and 50 years old. Mm, exploitation. Not only that, because at this point, even when I first joined the sound, this is why I would say Specs is a snake. When I first joined the sound, Broski did not want me to have anything to do with the sound, bro. The man would be like, oh, why is he here? When, when I joined King Turbo, I had to carry the record boxes for five years and I had to do this and I had to kiss Ricky's ass and I had to do this. How come he gets to join? I'm like, yo, bro, record boxes haven't existed for like 15 years now. What the fuck do you want me to carry, dog? You want me to put bricks in my knapsack and walk around like bare hard drives? Bro, and that's what I realized about this fucking older generation. They want us to go through the same bullshit they went through. Yeah, I, I I can understand that because for them, we have it way too easy, which is understandable. But that's not our fault. Technology advanced. You know what I'm saying? It's not our fault for taking advantage of the opportunities that we have access to because of the times that we live in. But for them, they see it as like you kind of got to like work your way up. You got to earn your stripes. You got to put in your hours. It's almost like. But then then that's how they are able to, like, maintain the power by being like, oh, you have to, like, go through these hazing rituals. You have to go through all this. You got to carry the records for this. Back many. then. Yeah, back then. Yeah. Back then when there was gatekeepers, King Turbo was the, well, when there was gatekeepers and they always want to say, like, oh, everybody fought us every time we're in, in this. Bro, out of every sound in Canada, King Turbo has gotten the most opportunities, bro. Out of any sound, no other freaking sound has gotten two radio stations. What do you mean? So they have two radio stations or they have like relationships with two radio stations? They have stations? relationships with two. So Specs, like I said, he's yeah. on whatever, G98, whatever, the Flow 98, whatever. 98.7? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And back in the day, they had CIUT, mm -hmm. the morning ride or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like there are other sounds that had a little bit, like especially Vibe 105.1. But King Turbo has literally been given the most opportunities out of any sound. And it's understandably so because... They are much more cookie cutter than mm -hmm. a lot of other dancehall sounds. Like when you think of dancehall sound crews, it's very gritty, it's scary, it's gunman, it's gangster, it's those them type of things. And then King Turbo comes like la la la. You're more corporate friendly, in exactly. Sense. Okay, which is fine. Which makes yeah, sense. Make your you know? money. Yeah. So like they have been given the most opportunity, and I feel like they haven't extended those same opportunities to the new generation. But they want us to look at them like. Like, oh, we're praising them like gods mm. or some They're like, oh, how come the youngers don't want to respect the elders? You guys ain't giving us nothing to respect, broski. Like, okay. like, I don't know one thing that these guys have done to make me be like, okay, like, my hat's off to you, pal. Hmm. Everything that they've done is completely for themselves. So you just have to be proud of yourself. You ain't doing nothing for me. You ain't doing nothing for none of my peers. Mm. So, okay. So if we're working towards a resolution, cause obviously this has been maybe a 10 year, 
10-year thing in the making. You met them when you were 18, you know what I'm saying? And a lot has happened since then in terms of your success, in terms of their success. So how would these, I guess, older sound crews, how do you think they can gain the respect of the youth? Or do they even need the respect? Because they do have their core fan base who will ride for them, who will be like, yo, they don't even understand what King Turbo Sounds is about, blah, blah. But in terms of like our our generation or even the generation after us, like, do you think these guys need to be more present on social media in order to to kind of prove themselves to the younger audience? There are there's a sound from New York called King of These. Mm -hmm. They are arguably the greatest sound from New York. Okay. But what makes them so great, <clears throat> sorry, what makes them so great, they've had different eras, bro. So like in the 80s, I believe they had like Babyface and Danny Dredd and all those mans. In the 90s, they had Tony Mataran. That's the guy mm -hmm. that sings Dutty Wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he left the sound crew, he became an artist and shit. Wow. So in the 90s and 2000s, they had Tony Mataran and shit. Mm -hmm. And then now they have Kingpin. So what you when you look at them, they're like, okay, there's eras. They pass the torch. Evolving. Exactly. Yeah. When you look at King Turbo, at the beginning, it was Ricky and Slingshot. And at the fucking end, it's going to be Ricky and Slingshot, bro. So, like, it's going to die with you, niggas. And there's going to be no legacy left. Like, I don't even know anything. They keep talking about, oh, our world clash. We won the world clash. Which is, technically, it is a big thing. Mm-hmm. But at the time when they won it, it's not as respected because when World Clash first started, that's when all the giants were involved. So like King mm -hmm. Adiz, like I said before, there's sounds called like Kilimanjaro, Bass Odyssey from Jamaica and shit, uh, Downbeat from New York as well. There's all these big sounds that were competing. Mm -hmm. Fast forward like 18 years type shit. So 2018, I think it was. That's when King Turbo joined. Remember, King Turbo's like 30, 40 years old in the game. These sounds are like 10 years old and shit. Hmm. So obviously, you guys are going to fucking win, bro. That's like LeBron James going to the G League and saying, oh, I won the trophy. I won the trophy. Like, fucking duh, nigga. Like, how come you guys can't go to New York and verse those sounds? You guys have to verse like little baby sounds. Okay, so when when you okay, so for the audience that might not know, which includes me, so when you're saying these sound crews, they're versing each other, right? So this is two sound crews, right? They share a stage. Is that what it is? Or yeah, maybe exactly, exactly. They share a stage, and I recently learned about dubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> is a phenomenon in the <laughs> the urban community. Uh, but uh, so pretty much what they'll do is they'll get dubs from artists that say their name. So it's like instead of saying the lyric, the artist will say the name of whoever ordered the dub or whatever exactly. right so are they just versing each other with dubs exactly. like dub versus dub right exactly but like doesn't that just mean the person with the fattest pockets is gonna win because they can afford the more impressive dub not technically only because it's not what you have it's how you present it there's a sound from canada called king klepto which people say oh like Oh, I, I'm biased towards them. Hmm. But yo, King Klepto right now is the most active sound out of Canada, broski. And they don't even have half of what King Turbo has, bro. In terms of dubs. In terms of dubs. These guys are in fucking Jamaica clashing, New York, fucking Antigua. I was going to say Argentina. But they're in Antigua. <laughs> bro, like, and these guys, they don't win a lot of their clashes at all. But they're so fucking entertaining. And they're actually representing Canada in a beautiful way. I always have to big them up. 
Then I look at King Turbo and I'm like, the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you guys are supposed to have this huge dub box. You guys are supposed to be the best and you guys can't even step out in the battlefield to like defend it or anything. Like, hmm. I, I don't know. I just feel like the landscape would be so much better if Mandem would participate. But I don't know. If, I don't know what's, what's stopping them from participating, to be honest. Maybe it's a money thing. A lot of these sounds, they want ridiculous amounts of money to clash. Okay, so they get paid just to clash, whether they win or lose? Yeah, or, okay, if you're then, established enough. And then there's a prize if you win, or no? Uh, it depends on the promoter. There's always a trophy, for sure. And there's always <laughs> bragging rights. There's always a trophy. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, like, yeah, that's just... So is it worth getting dubs? Like, in terms of the financial investment and the financial return? Like, it's a very, like, cultural statement because it doesn't seem like you get rewarded for spending money on a dub. No, literally, it's not. And I feel like because where we are now, people want to be, they want to make their money back for all the money they spent on dubs, yeah. which is fucking impossible. Like <laughs> when this started, they did it because they had passion for the music, bro. Mm -hmm. But now everyone just wants to fucking cash out, which I understand, but you're not going to... Bro, if you spent fifty thousand, a hundred thousand on your uh, dub box, mm. you're not gonna make that back in one night. However, if you build up your brand and you get consistent bookings, then eventually you might make that back. You know what I mean? But if you wanna get twenty thousand one night, it's not gonna work out, fam. I'm still trying to wrap my my head around like. I don't want to ask like what's the point of dubs because like I get like it's like a it's like a cultural thing. Yeah. But for me, I'm thinking like, is it worth it to even go down that like you really gotta love clashing if you want to like go down that route of like getting dubs and and like literally. never seeing the money again. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, but also like, I get dubs personally. Yeah. But I get like the very commercial dubs okay just so when i'm djing in the club and shit and i play your favorite song but he's bigging me up that's gonna set me apart from every other dj that you uh, heard you know what i mean so do you so, think having good dubs almost like increases your value as a dj at least in in the dance hall community or do, it, do people care not really care like in the dance hall community for sure but outside of it it does not matter like <laughs> i know you've dj some of your dubs <laughs> for like white crowds and they did not notice the difference like I, bro what the <laughs> fuck like Who's natural? It's like, it's me. You guys hired me. What the fuck you mean who's natural? <laughs> what do you think about the the AI uh, revolution and how AI could affect the future of, of dubbing or dubs? Or like, you know what I'm Yo, saying? There's already people that make AI dubs, bro. And is it like pretty like close to there's a man the original? That, there's a man like, he just did it as an experiment, but he made a Drake dub AI type shit. And like, it was actually going in. So like, <laughs> it was going in. Damn, so do you feel like we're gonna see because dubs are good for the artist, right? They get a little they get a little money, it helps the DJ, and it also helps the culture and the audience. Because the audience is looking for those dubs too, right? Like they're they're waiting for each sound crew to kind of drop the best dubs, exactly, right? Like exactly. I remember you showed me a guy who he had like a Neo dub. Oh yeah, Mighty Crown. Yeah, they're and from people Japan. went crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Wyclef Jean. Mm -hmm. He has his own sound crew. Michael Jackson dubs. Yeah, he has Michael Jackson. That's on crazy. Kenny Rogers, broski. This guy's Whitney Houston. DJ Khaled. He has beer dubs. Fucking uh, Drake has his own sound crew, and he has dubs from like Sizzla and all this next shit. Okay, so yo, okay, okay. So walk me through like a clash. Like how does it work? So like the guy gets on the mic. 
he introduces the crews like tell me how it goes and yeah, then okay. basically like there'll be like four or five rounds yeah first round is like a warm-up no elimination there's different types of clashes if there's like a one-on-one then it's um it's kind of like a score it's like song per song no no it's like 10 minute round 20 minute round so you get 10 minutes to do your shit i get 10 minutes we go mm. back and forth like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and then the crowd judges basically if if you win like three rounds straight then that's a lock off mm. you automatically just won mm. but if you guys are going like back and forth back and forth type shit then like there's something called a tune for tune at the end that's like sudden death you guys go song for song and then the crowd determines like just who won it's just like it's good vibes so so okay if you're doing a clash you probably want to go second right or no doesn't matter like would you rather start or would you rather go after the the first crew it depends on your opponent <laughs> if I know that I have better songs than my opponent, then I'm going to want to go second mm. just so like my performance will be like the last thing people remember before yeah, they vote. Yeah. However, if I know my opponent um, is kind of going to look better than me, then I'm going to want to go first just so like I could maybe play some of the songs I'm expecting them to play. Mm. Maybe if I don't have as much tunes as them and I know if they go first, my dubs might get played out. I just want to play my tunes first and shit so mm. yeah it is it's all about strategy you know so have you ever been in in clashes like just you as a crew like would you represent would you just go as an individual or you have to have like a squad with you you could be yourself if you have enough dubs yeah i've done like multiple clashes won most of them i've only lost i think two clashes two or three one was the King Turbo one. That was like the first clash I ever yeah. lost. Mm. And like, I was actually devastated, bro. And that was the beginning of your, your villain story. And I was like, bro, like, dog. I was expecting the mandem to be there to come for me. Bro, what I looked up from the turntables, I didn't see nobody there, fam. I just had to just go home and just hold my L. Mandem never licked me since that day. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you definitely need a ball up after that one <laughs> you know a solo ball just like reflecting a lot of facts and then I was with another group called Soul Survival mm. and um, I won a lot of clashes with them you know we just leave it at that <laughs> I feel like I feel like white people we need to get into the clash game but like with like rock music you know what I'm saying nah that would be crazy stuff yeah like yo I got like I got this Green Day. I got this Green Day dub over like American Idiot. You know what I'm saying? Your sound is a dub, idiot. That'd be crazy. Y'all wait for this Coldplay dub. You know what I'm saying? But uh, okay, we'll get off this topic. Is there anything else you want to say to King Turbo Sound? Like trying to like mend anything or like, because, you know, at the end of the day, like uh, you guys are almost in the same industry. So maybe it's best if we all get along. I don't have any problems with them, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to judge the landscape. So if you are a part of this industry, then you are open to critique. I'm open to critique. If someone wants to say something about me, that's completely fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. the older generation, they are completely behind or completely lacking. They, none of them are successful, so they don't want the younger generation to pass them. That's completely fine. Mm. But it's better you work with us than against us because your time is over. Mm. But yo, to to represent the, the, the older heads for a little bit, they also, I also feel like we should pay respects to the 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 foundational members of like whatever culture or sound even though it might be outdated and it's not today it's still kind of like 
in a sense, they paved the way for us. You know what I'm saying? Do you acknowledge that at least that like anybody who has helped me along the way, I definitely give them respects. <laughs> but anybody who has tried to bring me down, I can never give them my res- I can never give them my respects. You know what I mean? Fair, Because man, fair. them have actively tried to pause, blackball me from the dancehall industry. And that's completely fired because we make money online, nigga. We don't have to leave our cribs to make bread. Yeah, I see you oftentimes <laughs> saying things like if I had to depend on just DJing, I'd be screwed. Because you're getting acting gigs, you're getting like uh, brand deals and stuff. And these are things that are really supplementing your income. But people who just DJ, you're saying it's like a tougher, tougher route, tougher path. Scary for them, bro. They have to work jobs and shit. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, bro, when I wake up in the morning... Because people, they always ask, like, natural, like, how come in the morning you have these these messages about the industry and shit and you're dissing? About, I'm like, yo, when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to rush and go to work. I don't have to look at my alarm clock. and You know what I mean? Like, I wake up and I say, hmm, what do I want to do today? How do I feel right now? Da, da, da. I could literally do whatever the fuck I want every mm. single day at any point anytime if i want to leave right now and run to the grand canyon i could do that shit. <laughs> you know what i mean a lot of these niggas are stuck in their cubicles <laughs> so they can't even say what they want to say they can't move how they want to move so when they see a nigga like me evading the matrix it's very uncomfortable to watch hmm. yo man that's that's <laughs> well said bro I, I feel the same way like i own a studio i dj but whenever i talk to people they're like well what jobs do you have where do you work what and i'm like yo i I'm self-employed, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, for some people, like, they can't wrap their head around the fact that, like, you can just wake up and do whatever. So what are you doing today? I'm like, well, today's a different day. Like, I could do, I might do this. I might do that. You're like, oh, and they kind of look down at you because, like, you're not, like, clocking in at an exact time every single day. But that's how, that's how they want us to be programmed where it's like, oh, well, you got to clock into work and clock out of work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, like, I can't do that, bro. I tried. I tried to do bare nine to fives and it's like. I have a problem with the authority structure. Yeah, me too. I don't have a me problem too. with like, yo, someone paying me to do something and, and I'll do it. That's not it. It's more like you got to kiss ass. There's like yeah, a corporate yeah. culture. There's bare like snaking and people you got to you got to work your way up. And exactly. then even then you got to wait for them to give you approval exactly. to work your way up. It's like, bro, I'm not letting you control my destiny. You know and what I'm I've saying? I've never been a by the book kind of guy. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. I can find a better way to do it, more effective way. I don't want to be penalized, pause, for, like, finding a more effective way to do the job. Like, mm. oh, well, you didn't do it this way, blah, blah, blah. Gah, gah. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just do my own shit. Yeah. And by no means am I saying, like, oh, I'm rich. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But I am successful. You know what I mean? Because mm, mm. even you, you are very successful. If you could fund your lifestyle doing what you want to do, that is success. You know what I mean? It's a good way to look at it, bro. Because there are times where, you know, we, we always compare ourselves to, you know, other people. And sometimes it's like, okay, I, I like where I'm at, but I want to be here. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur or creative, you might even, I have these thoughts where I'm like, should I just like get a job? You know what I'm saying? Should I just like work a full-time job and then do this on the side? Because that's what, it's like the negative like yeah. self-talk, you know well, what I'm saying? those moments too. Yeah, you know, because it's like stability is, there's something to be said about having a stable income. Like exactly. that is a, a valuable thing, I think, you know, having exactly. that consistent cash flow. Um, but man, do what your do what your purpose is, because a lot of people do it, uh, do what they do for the money and then they live empty lives because they're not fulfilling their purpose. They're just doing a job for money and then they live for like 
the weekend or they live for you know like escaping their I reality used, i used to want to be like a super millionaire type shit but when i look at especially in entertainment to get to that that status like you really have to sell out in all aspects like there is some you do lose control fam like mm. unless you are incredibly independent when i think of people like tech nine immortal technique i feel like maybe those guys are good examples of like being independent and reaching I feel like they were millionaires at a point. They probably are still millionaires. Like, you know, yeah. But like, other than that, like, I would not want to have anyone controlling the content I make, controlling what I say. If I want to mm. wake up and mm. diss the OGs, mm. you know, uh, I, I'm gonna do that type shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you won't be blackballed or no yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel you. Uh, we're gonna switch gears real quick. There's a video that I want to show you. Video. Was it with those shorties? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. So bro. Real Toronto News reposted it. Um it says question Are Toronto girls delusional or have high standards for men? It's from a podcast called Sims Reality, which is uh, a new podcast, I think, based in Toronto. So shout out to you. I guess if your name's Sim, I'm not sure what your name, but you know, <laughs> we in this podcast game, it's not easy. So, uh, you know, good luck to you, bro. And uh, he has like a lot of girls on the show. It's kind of borderline fresh and fit almost. Okay, okay. Um, so Roski is about to kick the bitches out, eh? Deal type of man. Yeah. Salary, height. I think six feet is pretty good. Oh, 100K. I'm six I'm feet. The yeah, for sure. Six feet and over. 100K and over, for sure. Man, I'm kind of control their height, though. Thousand a year income, I would say definitely a hundred k. The man that you guys want is zero point zero one percent chance. Which brings me to my Silence. next point. Now, high value men are see. much more rare care. than pretty girls. You can find pretty girls anywhere, to be honest with you, any country. Overabundance of them, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, we've heard this a lot, six feet, six figures, whatever, right? Yo, if you want a man that's six feet, you better have big breasts, fat ass, you better suck the best hood, you better know how to fuck good, your pussy better be wet, you better be the top tier woman, but what the fuck you mean you want a man that's six foot, dog? Yo, man, them are five nine, eh, on a good day. Man, them are five nine on a good day, fam. So, you know what I mean? Like, what if, what if I'm out here saying... My bitch has to have the wettest pussy, the fattest ass, the nicest dick sucking lip. Like, yo, bro, you can't really control certain things, fam. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, there are height surgeries available now, but nah. Uh, what I will say is this. <laughs> no, nah, what I will say is this. Six feet. I I'm telling you this right now. If you're rich girls will look past the fact that you are not six feet okay they say that because you know it sounds good they want their they want their man to you know be a powerful looking man but would they rather a rich dude who's five five or a broke dude who's six feet i promise you they will choose the short dude bro if they like have the options so when i'm on vacay i need a kickback would you rather have an rv or would you rather have a boss or an rv nigga with a six pack so basically he's saying like, would you rather have a nigga that has bread or a man that is like, oh, six foot, abs like Jesus, Channing Tatum looks type shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> abs like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even know that guy was shredding. Like, I mean, he fasted for 40 days. He's probably low body fat. But oh, uh, to be honest, <laughs> abs like Jesus Christ. 
the the money part i'm not even mad at that part still it's just yeah. the height thing and they're gonna say oh he's triggered because he's not six foot and like they definitely yes were. i am <laughs> Yo, I'm definitely clipping that. <laughs> Dude, I am triggered still because it's just like, fam, like, Manum cannot control that shit. Like, God has given me the height that I am. And I pulled, yo, sometimes I even look at the girl I'm having sex with and I'm like, bro, like, how did I even get this goddess in my bed sheets right now? Like, it's actually insane. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Manum, don't even be worried. Like, as long as you have game proper hygiene and you present yourself with confidence you could get almost any girl you want yeah and um if you're rich i think that helps a lot i think um we underestimate the value of being super super rich because a lot of it will be like you don't even have to be rich you just have to you just have to be p you just have to be you know what i'm saying you just have to have game but it's like yo a lot of these girls do not want to go to work every day bro no, that's, they and, don't want to. So and they shouldn't. That. And they shouldn't have to, bro. Yeah. You well, want to look at Caribbean men? A lot of Caribbean men, they go on like stay-at-home wives. They're stay-at-home husbands in the Caribbean. Is that a thing, bro? But one thing, they're not even husbands because they're not marrying the shorty. <laughs> Two, they're not contributing nothing to the household. They're just there laying on the couch all day, driving the girl's car. The girl goes to work. Yo, it's actually sad to see, broski. I feel like. Sir, when I look at African men, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how you have to do it, dog. When African men go out with their women, the woman does not touch the bill, fam. She does not touch her wallet. She does not need to worry about none of that shit, fam. Yeah. yeah. When I talk to when I talk to women and they talk to me about their experiences with Caribbean men, I'm like, we gotta step up and we gotta be more protective. Mm-hmm. we have to get to the bag because we know that that's what our women want we can't be complaining like oh all these women want 100k men all right become a 100k man then what the fuck mm-hmm. you crying about if you know this is what women want and you want a woman then you will just become that broski like yeah i think also like even if a woman didn't want you to have 100k maybe she says more you should want as much for yourself as possible and you should want to provide as a man like if if i was rich I wouldn't make my girl go to work. I wouldn't want to. I would Preach. feel good about taking care of her. And in turn, when she sees that, she's going to be, she's going to feel good about submitting to me as, uh, as a husband. You know what I'm saying? She's going to look at it like, you know what? He's, he's earned the respect because, you know, he treats me good and he takes care of X, Y, Z. I'm telling you, as someone who's been in a couple modern relationships where both parties are working, the girls, fam, they would rather not work, bro. Even though they will, they will grind. They will work hard. They will work their way up. They will get education. But deep down, fam, they want to live that princess life, bro. That's just what I've seen over like my 28 years of existence is that like even the girls who are driven, ambitious, educated, have good careers. You don't think they'd sacrifice that to just like chill and be rich and have all their bills paid for it? You know what I'm saying? I was even um, looking at a meme. It's like stores are open from nine to five, but you have to work from nine to five. When are we able to ever go to the store? And I'm like, idiots. This was designed during traditional times mm. when the woman stayed home. And she could go shopping. She goes shopping. What the fuck you mean? Like, even that nigga Drew Brees, whatever the fuck is his name, uh, mm. Drew Walls. Okay, yeah. And the Target runs. 
Niggas are getting way too feminine now. What the fuck you mean you want to be the one to go to the store and get the bar soap and shit? You got to be grinding, bro, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Setting up tripods and shit, getting Tide Pods. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As a man, if you don't grind super hard right if you just settle for life as it comes to you as opposed to like grabbing it you know what i'm saying pause but like if you do that fam if you don't walk with purpose you're gonna live like an empty life you Ooh. have to grind super hard in order to feel fulfilled as a man we're like almost like engineered to like be workers you remember in in genesis women were cursed to have kids men <laughs> man was cursed to work the fields for yeah. the rest of his life bro yeah. not like oh you retire at 65 it's like nah you're cursed to work forever you that's know what where I'm i feel like a lot of depression comes from hmm. people like when you don't have purpose you feel worthless you know what i mean like Jeez. bro there's literally a saying like if you're not being used you are useless and that is completely fact people are like oh i don't want no one to use me bro if you're not being used that means you have no value to give that means no one could even get anything from you fam me i'm not gonna say i love being used like that but i'm saying i loved being useful yeah you have a function you have exactly a, yeah, exactly bro that's why i can move the way i move and i can say what i want to say because i still bring value at the end of the day mm. so people gonna be like fuck Natural's kind of wild still, but I need him for this and I need him for that. Yeah. So let me link him. There's yeah. no one else that could get me a million views as a DJ in Toronto. So fuck, I got to link Natural. <laughs> Electro lit. <laughs> Shout out Electro lit, man. Um, yeah, bro. I was going to. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at this last thing real quick. It is the uh, MGK cover up. Okay. Bro. So went full black. You know what I mean? Blackface, man. went. But black being, that is crazy. Um, and as a white dude with tattoos, I see this probably different than maybe a black person. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> um, I get that people will do these kind of like blackout cover up tattoos because yeah. they don't they don't like the they 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 still like having ink, but they don't want to remove it. They want to just like cover it. Yeah. And and it adds like another layer. So in between you see like where there's like space with the blackout, you could still see the old tats. You know what I'm saying? Like um but a lot of people think it's it's essentially blackface. What did he say about it? I don't know. I don't really care what he said. I care did what he, you say right now. Did he like did he say his reason behind it? Because I feel like that's an important part. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, intention. Yeah, I've seen some headlines going around like, oh, he said that um, everyone is changing their gender, so he wants to change his race. He said that? I'm like, I don't know about that headline because that doesn't sound like something he would say. And like that just sounds completely stupid. So I, did, I just felt like that was like a fake headline to get, yeah. to get clicks and shit. Mm -hmm. Um... As long as his face stays white, then I have no problem with it whatsoever. Still, what? once it passes the neckline, yeah. then it's a beef thing still because minstrel and all that clown shit yeah. is actually very deep seated racism. But like what I'm looking at right now is nothing like that. Yeah, I think also because he's he's kind of trending towards more of like acting. And like more corporate stuff now i think uh, a lot of his tattoos were maybe i don't want to say like ghetto you know what i'm saying but like maybe they looked a certain way on camera there's a lot of colors you know what i'm saying like you think this is better i think this this looks more uh 
presentable than hell nah that does not look more presentable broski than this come on come on this looks way trashier than this okay. looks like a bodysuit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I wouldn't use the words ghetto. I would use the words trash. Trashy, yeah. Trashy yeah. is like white ghetto. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, 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 literally. Yeah, but now at least this is kind of like it. Kind of brings all the tats together into like one big tattoo, as opposed I to like you separate. Mean. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, man, that's my two cents on it. I've considered getting a blackout tattoo on this sleeve. Um, but that's different though even um, on girlfriends um there was a character she had like this blacked out right here like a ring yeah and she was fine she was so sexy dog See, so, yeah you know shout out mean? to her like. <laughs> <laughs> uh yo we're gonna wrap up but uh you're gonna see a lot more of dj natural um we're neighbors we're we we're working on content this guy's always working on content whether it's djing or you know upcoming stuff um she, do you want to talk about the short film real quick? I got to go in like two minutes. Or maybe we'll bring it up next time. Look out for the short film. Look out for the new podcast. Look out for mixes on TikTok. Look out for content on Instagram, YouTube. Look out for Natural and Zara taking on the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And make sure you comment, like, subscribe to Burrow Sound TV. Uh, hit me up at DJs RTV if you have any questions or any topics you'd like to be discussed. Until next week, peace. What's up guys, DJ Zar here. I just want to say thank you for watching to the end of this video. If you like this video, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and drop a little comment.